Mr. Graham, let it not be said. On Thanksgiving, we aren't a giving people. <sighs> Tonight's Patreon show is for the masses. Please, one, all, come check out the DU Football Show. That's right. Happy motherfucking Thanksgiving. Check us out. And then smash that like and subscribe button. <laughs> Very easy. Five come fucking jo- dollars. Come join the shit show. Let's start it. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right A.A. the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to Injury Time, a completely biased preview of the weekend's action as told by two common American schmucks. I am me, he is he, and she doesn't have a mute button because it deserves to be said twice, because Mike motherfucking Rice pays extra for that. I just figured because it was Turkey Day was enough reason. The newly married Michael Rice pays extra for the mute button. Technically, so does Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Congratulations one last time, uh, and you'll not get it again from us. I told you twice on Facebook and now twice here. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. You get four. That's that's okay? it. No more. You get four, you cunt. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I was the efficient of that wedding. Just bears repeating again. And I still <laughs> love it. I still love you standing on the one of the beaches, many beaches of my homeland. <laughs> praising the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, there was no praising to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a reverend. Of course there was. But Just I you was, being there praises the Lord. But I was making, <laughs> I was making strangers, Puerto Rican women, sob as I gave my fucking. I heard uh, that. Really was. I did hear women. about that. I also heard about something else. What? <laughs> uh, kind of the opposite of the pissing scenario. <laughs> there were two people fucking, and uh, you all, uh, ladies, ran over to cheer them on. Yes, and I now follow her on Instagram. And he got up uh, full swing and. Such a white butt. And ran out. Very and, hairy, too. And you know what? If you were Does a Patreon subscriber, you could go back and listen to all the old episodes yeah. and hear about it. So. Still very funny. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> It still deserves to be said again. And then the, the <laughs> Houston line, after you all giggled and uh, he ran away and then you yelled at him and then the Houston, the, come on, get it, <laughs> from the no, background. No, no one, come on, it was, what's up? Yes! Oh. <laughs> What's well, up? Get some. And then yeah. you also have my new best friend, Bay, yep. who brought all bikini tops, but no bikini bottoms. Sweet. And so I was like, Bay, we're all friends here. Just go put on a pair of underwear for your bottoms. Oh, when she did. The uh, neon green lacy thong. Yeah. Just running around in her drawers. That I was just be- take it off then, <laughs> at that point. Yeah. I just put it out there. <laughs> No, certain people didn't need to see that. <laughs> we'll just we'll hey. leave it there. We know we know specifically <laughs> the person that did not need to hey. see that. I just want to say that you know cats like to roam. 
It would. It would. Yeah. That's, it, a, that's a pun. It, yeah. it sounds. It sounds very similar to uh, the uh, daughter-in-law. <laughs> Probably didn't need to be made aware of that no. situation. No. Sorry. There was already probably enough as it is how she was going, you know? No, but uh, she's... Uh, no wonder she, you call her Bay. She's my new best friend. She's no. amazing. And Sam found out that having two of his wife on the same golf cart was trouble. Oh, is my she, God. Is she local? Yeah. Rock yeah, she's Ooh, local. Oh, yeah, wait no, for July 3rd. We're getting together for drinks next week. I'm so excited. I so, haven't uh, gotten this email. Yeah, it was great. I'm driving this a... Evite. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, Carly's going to love her. Uh, <laughs> Sam, I'm driving a golf cart with, with two women <laughs> who constantly want to jump off said golf cart. Yeah, and go, go chase horses. I want to pet the horsey. Yeah, we did. I want to pet the horsey. After brunch. Oh, look, a pig. Oh, wow. An iguana. Holy shit, a mongoose. Like, a mongoose. Like, all this time. And she and I did go uh, track down the horses and pet them. Mm. Now, here's that's the That's dangerous as fuck. It was. So, so <laughs> the, the beauty... Is also, that's so scary. If you, go to, if you pet them like where they didn't want to be petted, they would try to bite you. Yeah. So it's like, where do you want to yeah. be? Oh, right here? Good. Okay, right there. But it was, yeah. There, so <laughs> was there, a there's a, a, a... Somewhere, there's a surviving photograph of Tegan and I. The first time I took her to a pumpkin patch uh -huh. slash petting zoo. And I'm not keen... On wildlife, I'm very mm -hmm. much a city boy. Oh right? yeah, we already know that with the chickens. You're already like, nah, 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 it's not for me. Yeah. It is not for me. I damn near took a full shower the first time you have you hold them mm -hmm. here, and I'm, I am very much a city Kitty's boy. He's gonna talk shit about you. Anyway, we're standing there, and uh, this horse. Tegan wanted a picture of this horse. She's about right. three, right? And she's like, "Who did a picture? Picture." You know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we're standing there, and his horse, like, I guess, liked my hair at the time. Mm -hmm. I th it probably needed to be cut, but wasn't, like, extravagant like it is now. Luscious. <laughs> and, is it? And, it, like, kind of licked my head. It's not as not as luscious as I remember when you had that uh, it's color. Coming. Don't worry about it. It's, it's on the way. It's yeah. on the way. <laughs> and so I'm holding... Tegan and I'm, you know, big bad dad, right? So yeah, okay, we'll take a picture of this horse. This horse licked my face, licked my the side of my head. Mm -hmm. I fucking sprinted. <laughs> I can't tell you how fast I was going from that situation. Because it licked your head. And T was like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" I was like, "Horse tried to fucking eat me." Okay, <laughs> Mr. Oh Ed over there tried to eat me. She's like, "Who's Mr. Ed?" Said, Don't worry about it, kid. It's the first time I felt like you, uh, with references. And I said, "We're not doing that again." She was like. But daddy, the picture, the picture. <laughs> and I was like, fucking stand back over there. And I held her up as I knelt down. So <laughs> hold on. Your child wasn't offering to the horse that you just accused trying to you, eat you. You were okay if the if the horse ate your child. She was she was cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> Much like that guy on stage in Tampa. Yeah. Very cool. So, hey, um, what a time! That's professional fucking broadcasting. So right? I that's kept that is. touching, kept touching at the uh, the copy, the yes. copy, <laughs> because right because here. we're supposed to talk about the fantasy segment. And I'm looking uh -huh. at Sam's phone that does not have the fantasy app pulled up. Oh, I've or, got it on my computer. Oh, okay, see, I'm just you know uh, she's my, someone my, that's very aware of what's going on. While he's pulling it up, I am. Uh, um, I just want to point out that I did not call you out on this on the main show. Uh huh. But you definitely have the bad loves Kitty and loves Spurs. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. Very good. Very good. 
I mean, you, you know? always call me out when I misread your copy. Well, because but when, though, when I correctly because, read your copy mistake. Okay. Yes, that would be the first time the you first time. correctly it was read the it. First time. Because typically I write it very correctly and you fuck it right off. Maybe you found the secret now. <laughs> okay. You want me to say banned, write bad. Throw throw <laughs> one bad word in there and it'll work. Yeah. You'll figure it there out. There you go. Very good. Proud of you there, darling. Did I fill enough for you, Graham? Uh, I lost I, I lost I, forty to fourteen in the D U Derby. Uh hold on. Fourteen that that sounds like a uh, D2 score. I did not have a good day at the office. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, no one scored more than two points on the uh-huh. field, and none of the three Brighton players I had played. Yeah. Hey, Sam, Sam, maybe you should, you know, have your, you know, team do better, maybe? Well, that would be kind of the idea, Sam, as but, I'm the reigning champion of uh-huh. this situation. Um, and, but... And- I find myself in thirteenth. So yeah. we and, I and, digress. Uh, Alan hey, Brody hey, beat hey, out Sam, Ray beat you? fifty-nine to thirty-three. Hey Sam, who beat you by the way this past week? You did, you cut. Um say that again more clearly for the mic so everybody can hear that. Oh my gosh. Can't be bothered FC beat <laughs> L champion. Not much of a champion, are we? Forty to fourteen. I still am. How I still have the gold hey, patch on my <laughs> sleeve. Houston, be for much longer. The season, How much I work do. did you put into that win? Zero. I can't be bothered. I uh, seriously, I set my lineup on on Sunday as the games are ending. I go, huh? Let me set my lineup this week. Huh, okay, and then I don't look at it again until I get told the score. Uh, Brody stomped Ray fifty nine to thirty three, and I'm still in front of Ray in the standings, which is all that really matters at the end of the day. Uh, JB also lost, which also helps ease my pain. Uh, to Keith, forty-eight to forty. Uh, Firecock lost twenty-eight to forty-four to Russ. Her Highness actually took a dip this week. Geckel beating her out forty-five to thirty-four. Taylor Thompson, thirty-five over uh, Orabio, uh thirty-five to thirty. As I said, just edging out Elliot was Smokey at forty-eight to forty-five, and Kenny losing again. Uh, to Alberto this time, 39 to 36. That leaves us as JB tops, although tied on points with Smokey. Uh, Firehawk down uh, to third in, uh, with 24 points, only a point behind them. Uh, Her yeah, Highness. He's going he's to dip. I'm going to beat him this week. Her Highness on 22 points, so in within touching distance of first place. Uh, Allen there in fifth on 21, as is Russ and Keith. Although Russ and Keith have uh, a lower point differential. There's me and... Uh, no, I'm sorry. You and eighth. Sorry, just said Sam. You and eighth on 18 points, as is Rob. Um, and you're only beating him by 11 points on point differential. Uh, Gecko is up to 10th. Uh, hashtag Bants FC on 16. Tied with Alberto. Taylor uh, up to 12th on 15 points. Do we have a new name for Taylor this week? or Stop making sense, S. C E N T S. Me and him are tied both on 15 points, but I am behind him by a fair few. Uh, 63. Uh, no. 53 points. Sorry. Well, he. Hashtag he, maths. He recognizes art, and you say it sounds like shitty music, hence why he's ahead of you. Uh, Ray down in 14th on 14 points. Uh, it's his golden birthday. 
Uh, and then Kenny uh, in in 15th on seven remains there on just 415 points. Actually scored more than Ray and a lot more than me. Uh, and uh, Elliot in 16th place on six points because, as we've already discussed, he did not uh, yeah, he pay scored, attention to his lineup for a long time. Yeah, he scored 40 points this week, so he's paying attention now. So we're good. He's he's back in the fold doing what he needs to do. So worst case scenario is he goes down as opposed to going completely bye-bye, and there's a new spot. Yep. Mel, besides the scores, there was a bit of controversy. or Yeah. Or hold on. If we're going to say it in the proper English, controversy. Oh, it was a lot the, of controversy. I, I would argue it was a controversy. I heard controversy. It's a lot of controversy. A lot of controversy. Now, if you put that where the controversy was, you'd yes. have more controversy, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, two, at least two of the teams in the DU2 League uh, have been replaced with the names they chose with the name... Change name. Change name. Change name. Right. Change name. Oh. That would be myself because apparently uh, Villa Fox, and I did spell it F U K S, huh? Still not enough. Well, did not get hold, past time out. the. Uh... Time out. Y'all made fun of me for mm-hmm. making a Facebook post that said K I space L L S. Yes. And well, because, I said that should get around the how, algorithm. Because that's how 12 year, year olds spell kill you. Because you, you, because there's hate in your heart and you're an evil person. I'm just wanting to love. Well, I would venture to say the same thing about old fucky over there. She just wants to fuck. (laughs) Sorry I reported you, but it offended me. Well, apparently, but uh, (laughs) my name change wasn't the only thing. Also, the only thing that went down because producer Mel's team now named change name. And no, I will not be. Thank you very much. <laughs> Change name will be her name. Change name lost to Sash on the Beach. Uh, but there was a... Still can't get it right. Did I, I thought I had it right that time. Sesk. Sesk. Fuck off. Sesk. Sesk on the Beach. Well, Sucky Boys uh, did beat Frolicking Briffords. Uh-huh. Pickfords. But there is a the, the shake-up. The Susio Boys, right? Yeah. 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 There is a shake-up in the top five because of... Sesks. I still can't do it, can I? You did it there. You just did Sesks it there. You said Sesk. on the beaches win yes. over producer Mel. They jumped to number four. Wow. Ooh. Middle River FC Steven has dropped down to number three because he lost to the boys in uh, Bolos. Wow. Boys in Bolos getting a win. They haven't had one. Finally. Now they're uh. Spurs supporters. And, and Bill Burr's <laughs> Rants Jeet's team has dropped to number two because they lost to Clickbait Lars's team. Clickbait. Yeah. yeah. So not to that, but there's an H. Fuck off. <laughs> And clickbait <laughs> rises to number five, and right now, topping the DU League is the other change name, Mark's team. And we will not go into why his team name needed to be changed. All I nope. will say we'll is say I have told be- him about his use of that word multiple times on multiple platforms. Well, change name beat up the Tofefes 46 <laughs> to 41, and so Mark's team, change name, is top of the DU2 League. Excellent. Are they still changed? Are they still on top? 
Yeah, he uh, oh, he shit. his win put him on top. He rose he, to one because he was he, on top for a while. Yeah, then yeah, he, he lost. dropped out. Jeet went into Damn first. It. Jeet yeah. lost, and now he's back into first. Uh, well, yeah, scratch. Jeet lost because of Lars, and that puts Lars on number five and climbing. Scratch that joke out. Yeah, I don't because know. I had him changing into second. Yeah, well, never mind. I uh, God the, damn it! I got to tell you, Sammy. The problem <laughs> there is, 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 okay. Do we want Mark up in Division One because Mark already <laughs> runs his mouth enough as it is, and it's annoying. As I love it. All get out. I love it. Or, or do we want Jeet up in Division <laughs> One because who is well, also Jeet, full of shithousery? Yeah, but but Jeet knows what he's doing when it comes to fantasy. Like our our Jeet's dr- a computer guy. Like our non-draft league, the one where you do the normal style. Him and JB and Lindsay are always battling at the top with each well, other every single season. Funny you should <laughs> say that. Yeah. Because I do want to uh, share with you, if I can just scroll to the appropriate thing to hit. I will say I did uh, my Deckel bench- is actually on top of that league this year. No shit. 758 over Tony Morale, who's at 751. Jeet's on 713. JB's on 7-Eleven. There's a joke written there mm-hmm. that I'm not going to say. Mm-hmm. And then I am in fifth on 685. So I am pushing the traditional tops of this league uh, in our regular open league. And I need to find where her highness is. But I don't see her on this list. Producer Mel's on 13. Yeah, but Producer Mel hasn't checked her team since day one. At 580, still scored 49 points I haven't this done week. anything. I don't think Lindsay joined this league this year. Oh, she might not have. Okay. So, wait, me not doing a damn thing is in 13th place? Yeah. That's embarrassing for everybody after me. Richard Be- uh, Belezzi's in th- uh, 14th. I don't know who that is, but uh, he's the Philly Evertonian. I've met him, actually. Still, now that I remember, yeah. everybody after producer Mel should be embarrassed. Smokey's down uh, at five hundred two. Mel, Mars I've at five hundred one. Same thing. <laughs> Natasha Bogan, Bogan, uh huh. Whoever she is, well done to her. Uh, in nineteenth on four seventy eight. I mean, nobody's truly out of it to be honest. And then Rob is in dead last at three hundred thirty two <laughs> points. Wow. He could give a fuck less. <laughs> He only scored 16 points last week. Uh, oh. But yeah, Geckel's on top. And I'm very surprised. I I, I, I didn't know Lindsay wasn't in this. Yeah. Well, I guess well I, is this a tainted league? Whoever wins it, is there an asterisk? Uh, because there is no Her there Highness. There is no Her Highness. You know, I mean, that's... Yeah. Is like a Barry Bonds home run situation here? I mean, I mean, unless, you know, obvious, like one of the big winners say like, uh, by the way, I'm going to let that one slide dickhead um because <laughs> they all cheated um <clears throat> no they didn't no just, they all cheated just him uh-huh, uh-huh. just move on <laughs> i'm gonna keep poking you just move on <laughs> yeah you're you're right there isn't a world series team in recent history that didn't cheat to win the fucking world series you you're know, absolutely right i just baseball watched- teams never cheat they're the most honest players in all of sports history. Have you hey, seen? Have Sam, you they seen definitely, that? they definitely didn't throw a World Series because bookies paid them money to throw a World Series. You're right. That game's never been tainted by controversy. And Sam would know. He's a Giants fan. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the uh, um, oh, what's it called? 
<laughs> you get all excited over there. Yeah, I know. I threw uh, my beer on myself. Have you seen the... Um, is it an ESPN show or is it a Netflix documentary uh, about the forger? Mm-mm. I think it's a Netflix documentary. I'll, I'll text my wife and I'll tell you about it before I leave. Um, but I think it's called uh, Tainted. It's something. Something. I don't know. I, I don't remember. It's not Tainted. I'll tell you that. But we um we watched this and it's about the most prolific forger in history. And the Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire kind of season mm-hmm. was his most profitable season ever. Because Mark McGuire didn't sign a fucking thing. So he was an artist that got talked into by a con man to start signing signatures, and they had Buckets and buckets and buckets and of Mark McGuire signed baseballs of baseball signed by all of them. Right, but the con man started his own authenticity company. <laughs> so every one of those bowls went with a certificate of authenticity from uh, this company. No shit. And he got the name of the company from the guy who was next to him in the strip mall, whose last name was DiMaggio. <laughs> Guy was just some Italian dude making subs and pizza. But his name was John DiMaggio. So he named his LLC authenticity company is John DiMaggio LLC. Everyone saw it as Joe's brother. Mm-hmm. It has to be authentic, doesn't it? Has to be authentic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. And then I thought back to a VH1 behind the music back in the day of Kiss mm-hmm. and uh, Gene Simmons. Uh, was, you know, here's the tour of my house. And he had this stack of plates, and I don't know why the plate was the thing, but he was chewing gum during the whole interview, and he goes, here's one of the coolest things of being a rock star. Takes the gum out of his mouth, sticks it to the plate, takes a Sharpie out, signs his name, and he goes, that's a 48-cent plate. I just made $12,000. <laughs> and he set it over to the side on a stack of other fucking plates, and they were all leaning as if they all had a stack of gum chewed on them. <laughs> Fabulous. It was fucking ridiculous. All right. So, uh, by the way, uh, part of this show, as we've already flown off the rails because we're just talking about all kinds of random shit, is uh, we talk about the beers that we drink during the uh, opening show and this show. So, uh, very well documented. I'm trash. I drink Ice House, even though I did pull one for the team because uh, mm. we have a very specific... Uh, 12 pack sampler that we pulled but we have a very specific set of beers yes we do (laughs) and and if you do not drink them we will kill you uh (laughs) with a z (laughs) sam why don't you go ahead and talk about your first beer that'll lead us into the assorted beers that we bought so this is the wawa mocha latte stout uh winter reserve um Ooh, it uh, smells. Okay, that first gr- uh, uh-huh. scent you get is just pure ground coffee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, it says on the side here, you're having a stout made using Wawa's Winter Reserve Coffee Brewed uh, by uh, mm. 2SP Brewing Company in Ashton, Pennsylvania. Excuse me. Had a giant sneeze there it's because of all the dust fibers from the fresh ground coffee beans 6.7 percent um it is fucking delightful coffee with a little bit of sugar that's really good it's like excellent 
That's and you not still, overly you still get the roasted notes of the stout. Mm. It's phenomenal. This beer, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I, we did the Rofo beers last year, mm-hmm. and we weren't overly impressed. They no. were okay. Well, they were normally a lot of times with stouts and porters, as Mel likes to famously say, they get overcomplicated. There's mm-hmm. too many flavors going on. This is this is fucking coffee. It tastes like black coffee. And it tastes like stout, and it's got a little bit of sweetness, like they maybe added a touch of sugar. But there's not a fuck ton of other no, flavors going it's, on. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's definitely so good. Highly recommend for your coffee fans because uh. that roastedness does come through very. Yeah, big time. And I, I think this one only cost me. Um, it was like sixteen ninety nine for the four pack. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like a, a five dollar, six dollar single. I like still, it wasn't bad at all. I still like the um, the Gansett coffee better as far as a pure coffee beer goes, but that's really fucking good, man. Really good. So um, You even get a bit of that lactose, too. Like I said, yeah. It's a mocha latte stout, right? So yeah. you even get a bit of that lactose in there, but they let the, the roasted malts shine right. through and roasted coffee shine through. It's so good. But the mocha flavors come through because it's a stout, and that's the a of, natural the flavor well. of yeah, a yeah. stout. Like, uh, yeah, that was absolutely perfectly and executed. I, and I, I was like annoyed with myself for buying it, but we, we obviously do the, you know, yeah, the the gamut here, and I was annoyed yeah. with it. It was I sell a new brand of chocolate flavored whiskey called mm-hmm. Ballatin, mm-hmm. and I told you this the other day in the car. I I want to hate myself for liking it, but it's yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. So, um, producer Mel, I yes. had uh, procured a certain twelve pack of beer. Do you want to talk about uh, what that twelve pack <laughs> well, of beer was? I'm procured. a fan of Harpoon, mm-hmm. uh, and you know Boston Brewery is going to combine if they're going to do a collab for the winter. Is going to collab, of course, with Duncan. Gotta be with Duncan. Gotta be with Duncan. And I've Duncan's liked wicked stuff awesome in the past, and so I'm starting off with a beer that I teased on the main show or sound check. I don't remember. That was fucking delicious. Harpoon's Duncan Maple Cream. Mm-hmm. This tastes like if you took a maple cream, Krispy Kreme donut, and dunked it in your coffee, and then drank it. And it's not a dark beer. It's a lighter colored beer. Yeah, I was surprised when I poured it for you guys. I'm like, did that come out of this can? And you can even just smelling it, you get the yeasty and breadiness off a little bit of that maple cream. And then you still get the coffee, and it's not overly sweet, and it just rounds out. And this just, this is like fall, winter, that mix when it's rainy and the leaves are still falling. I'm in love with it. I just keep it, sitting it, on the can. Round, I just honestly, keep sticking my nose in. I finished honestly, my first beer in like five minutes. You get that that maple flavor that that kind of gives it a, a roundness. Mm-hmm. But there's umami to this beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get a bacon flavor almost. Really? To mm-hmm. an extent. Yeah, I get. I get there's, a savory there's like element. A, there's like an umami to the beer yeah. that I wouldn't have expected at all. It's almost it's almost like meat fat. Like I said, like like right. bacon. Well, I, I mean, the donuts are fried in lard, so maybe they're just really accurate. So, but what, you get that, you know, again, yeah. that donut dunked in coffee. So, what Duncan is, uh, Duncan and Harpoon did uh, for the last four years has just been a Duncan Harpoon coffee beer. 
And then this year they changed it from Duncan uh, beer mm -hmm. to Duncan pumpkin, like a Duncan pumpkin spice. And that's part of this four pack. And of course, it's fine. We, we talked about it last week yeah. uh, when we did our injury time. And then I found the four pack that had this, the maple, and then the other two that we're going to mm -hmm. talk about here in a few minutes. But um, I was, uh, this was the one I didn't expect to be good. This is the one I kind of wondered. I'm not sure. Um, Graham is not sure. I don't know what you're telling me, Graham. No, you have. That's, my beer that's for the midnight. You. That's the uh, oh, Duncan that's the midnight. extra one. Yeah, oh, that's, shit. that's right. Mel's second beer. That's Mel's second beer. Midnight. I, I was got like, very I'm confused. like, yes, I have a dark beer too, Graham. What are you? I got. I was on? like, I thought I had the only dark one here. No, I got very confused. No, I have a dark one. Sorry. So, so um, I went ahead and took one for a team, and uh, instead of just having ice a house, team or the team, the team, <laughs> instead of just having the ice house, I went ahead and pulled out uh, the other. Uh, the fourth selection in the harpoon, so that and then we could have had them all yeah. tonight, is the uh, harpoon Duncan Blueberry Matcha IPA, which I was a little concerned about because the minute you see the letters IPA and coffee, you're like, huh? how's this going to work? But it's blueberry and it's creamy and it's God, it's mm. it, it ain't it ain't bad. I can say that. So, it's got a bit of a hot backbone as well. Confession time. Producer Mel's go-to Duncan beverage, and mm -hmm. I, I Duncan's in my veins. Like I am a Duncan girl. Is the iced coffee? There's another with a joke there. Double shot of blueberry and skim milk, and but because this had IP on skim it, skim milk. Well, it, oh. the other milk makes it too creamy. The skim milk just thins it out enough. No. Get out. <laughs> get out. Heard get, get out. By the way, that's the title of the show, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The main show, Probably, yeah. It's definitely yeah, get it out. It has to it's be get out. Get out. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Get, get out. out. <laughs> I don't get the coffee as much in this one, but I do get like that blueberry crumpet taste. I get crumpet. I get creaminess to you? it. I get a creaminess to it as well, though. It's, yeah, I love you. I get like, and I appreciate your palate and your appreciation yes. for shit and descriptors. Tasting, but crumpet, okay, crumpet is not fucked. what I meant. No, not crumpet. I did, I did mistake when I said crumpet. I meant that blueberry crumble topping you get on a blueberry donut. Get out mm. again. No, I do get blueberry crumble topping. Taste it. It's all blueberry crumble topping in a beer, without being too sweet. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I I I will give Harpoon this. Eh, maybe I, actually, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I mean, fine. we already had the uh, the Dunkin' Pumpkin, and it was very good. Um, I have a feeling the Midnight is going mm. to be exceptional, and the two the other two were kind of like, okay, Maple Cream. What are you doing with this? But it's really fucking Making good. It fucking tasty is what they're doing with it. Yeah, they did it really well. And this one too, even incorporating the IPA into it, it it fucking plays. It plays. Yeah. I mean, this is you don't always get one of those mix packs. There's always something you're like, ah, I could do without. Like I drink or, all four I drink all four of these beers. Or sometimes there's all of them you could do without, mm. much like those seltzer mix packs we oh, had God. before. And we've got another one to come up in uh, December. I Why? purposely wanted to wait till December for the ugly sweater pack. Ugh. Ugh. I don't want to do it. Cause cause we're trash and we drink trash shit. You know I And I we got, thrive off of drinking trash shit. I feel like I got COVID again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh again. But I'm probably not gonna test positive for 
12 days. Okay, well, good. Well, we both <laughs> we both got our boosters now, too. So, so we're uh, good. fully... So you're safe right. now. Yeah. Great. Right. But in 12 days, I'll be here. <laughs> Very, good. Very good. Just to keep everybody safe. Got, got you. <laughs> All right, so uh, Sam, why don't you go ahead and talk about your second beer? My second beer is a uh, hop jockey. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this one at all. Like, uh, the, no, not after all these. These are uh, this is Antietam. I'm actually angry. I have to put this in my mouth. We're actually <laughs> bouncing all because then we're going to go to this midnight, which is probably a coffee stout. Uh, this one's a six point six uh, hop track. It's a hazy IPA. And it's pretty soft. Not a lot to it. It's all right. Uh, six bucks I think I paid for a, no five bucks I paid for a single this is the one I'm very excited to try the uh, Harpoon Midnight right yes now it doesn't promise anything it just says it's uh, a <laughs> Harpoon I'd love that. Midnight I'd love that on the cams I promise this will be great no, it doesn't promise anything. I mean, honestly, it doesn't say coffee. It doesn't say stout. It doesn't give you any expectations. It just says Harpoon Dunkin' Midnight. So, 6% alcohol. Mel, Mel talked about her favorite beer at Dunkin'. I will tell you about my favorite beer at Dunkin'. Very simple. Cold Brew Black. Mm. That's it. And this thing smells like fucking Cold Brew Black. Is it fair to compare this to the Wawa beer? Because I'm getting more chocolate on this one, whereas the Wawa beer definitely was straight up coffee. Um, but the I, Wawa one was also advertising coffee, and this is just advertising. Well, it was, however, it was advertising mocha latte, which yeah. famously is yeah. chocolate coffee and milk. I, I think that the the Wawa one is more kind of flavored coffee. Mm -hmm. This is just black coffee. This yeah, is this is absolutely. black coffee, 100%. And yeah, it's yeah. and honestly, this is fantastic. I fucking love this beer. If you don't want to drink these hun, no, I'll drink I the like last it. two cans. I like it. I do think I enjoy the Wawa one better if we're just comparing the Wawa one to this one, but I do really enjoy this one. I enjoy both of them. This <laughs> is almost as good as the uh Gansett coffee beer. Yeah, this yeah. is right there. I'm 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 kind of with you in in that sense. Um I do want to like separately all three beer even the Gansett beer yeah. all three beers are great beers oh yeah they're all in their, in their own right um but for what they say on the tin right yeah. and which is the the epitome of are you a good beer mm -hmm. right is do you do what you say on the tin exactly um i think this one probably takes the cake to yeah. be honest yeah it's um, black fucking coffee yeah it's black fucking coffee yeah. it's very simple it's very straightforward and if we're going with the the chocolate tones it's got that midnight dark chocolate bitter like mm. slightly like cooking bitter. chocolate yeah, yeah. it's and delicious with with no description on the yeah. can without telling us what you're gonna do midnight makes me think of black coffee right yeah, yeah. or dark cooking chocolate one, or you know one it, of the so it, it just it does what it says on the tin for me one of the few craft beer styles that i really like is a russian imperial stout because it's a basically cold coffee yeah but it also has a lot of hop to it and a lot of bitterness to it as well it's it's a hidden hop but it's a back-end bitterness this is russian imperial stout all the good parts of the front without any of the back. 
it just it tastes like cold brew coffee. That's exactly what it tastes like. Right. It tastes like cold brew coffee in a can, and that is delightful. Well, there you go. We had some winners this week. <laughs> All right, um, great. Well, I, obviously, real quick, yeah. this is not the full fucking experience every week. No, but this is pretty we, darn close. We, yeah. we, <laughs> Here's how pretty... it works. We get drunk and we start talking a lot because we've already been drinking it in the first show. Yeah, but this is like hey, 46, 40, 46. 42 minutes in. That's and actually like, not We haven't known. gotten to the football yet. We That's been, not normally the case. And we have been known to go an hour and a half on fucking injury time because we're just in the moment. So it's what it is. And actually, this is what the fucking people pay for. Is us a little slurry, us a little silly, us being a little out of hand. And that's that's what the fucking uh, injury time is. But we also check in on clubs that are our adopted clubs that aren't in the Prem. Correct. And a very important club to us in the Scottish Premier League is the true Catholic club. Not Celtic. It's the Ibs, baby. The Ibs. It's Iberian. And why, do we, why do we love Iberian? Because uh, it's the team that all the heroin addicts in train spotting supported. Well, the other thing about that is it is the perfect Catholic uh, conundrum, I guess you'd call it. The perfect Catholic guilt circle. <laughs> Where, I love I love God, well, <laughs> but I love the horse too. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Where, <laughs> and us alcoholics as well, right? Where... I'm going to just make choices and then I'm going to feel guilty for those choices at the bottom of a circle. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to repent for those choices because I'm Catholic. It's just all in one encompassing brilliance. And it's also very fitting because if you've seen Train Spotting, that's kind of like the rundown part of Edinburgh. And if you go to Edinburgh, Hearts, the Hearts of Mithlothian, are on the top of the on hill. On the hill, yeah. Where, where the castle is and where all the pretty things are. <laughs> yeah. And when I went to Edinburgh, I walked specifically down the hill and ran into Iberian <laughs> and just went... I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this tracks. Like... <laughs> This looks like exactly where the bar that they mug people in a fucking uh, train spotting should be. Yeah. Hence why I'm not going into a bar by this fucking park. Yeah, and by the way, for those that don't know, you're 63380. Yeah. Like, and you still wouldn't walk in that bar. No. You're fucking Butterbean, mate. You know what I mean? Like, you're ready to go. Yeah. And you still wouldn't walk in a bar. Oh, right? hell no. So um, the boys have been dealing with a little bit of troubles. The problem is uh, Ross County had gotten uh, popped with COVID. So did were, Hibs. Well, they were exposed to Hibs. <laughs> Hibs got COVID. So for the past couple of weeks, they haven't been playing. And then there was in the international break. So everybody got isolated. Everybody's fine now. And the Hibs are back, and they have two matches. First, they have the now trice rescheduled fucking <laughs> game at Ross County. And then on Saturday, they play at St. Johnston. And St. Johnston is known for what, Sam? Winning the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. And beating <laughs> Ibs <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. But wasn't also Ross County a Scottish Cup winner recently as well? Uh, from about three years ago, yes. 
Wasn't their manager the one that did the belly slide into the door? Yes. At Ross County. <laughs> yes. After the training, uh, the training, after the uh, dressing room was soaked in champagne. Yep. He took an old belly slide uh, right into the fucking door. Yep. So right. uh, going into our next squad is uh, Accrington Stanley. And that uh, League One, we've always had a little bit of infinity for League One. And prior, our squad was always Portsmouth. Pompey, who Sam and I actually went down to see play a match. To, yeah, absolutely. But as one of the coldest stadiums I've ever been in my life. Because it's right by the fucking water. And I've, water. I've been like to the Washington Redskins, yep. the now football team in uh december right? right and the wind absolutely whips around dc like you won't believe yeah and landover maryland where the yeah. stadium actually is as well and we've been in some right old cold places but that this seaside town in merry old england Frat fratton park is literally like a miles walking distance to the water <laughs> not even yeah it was, it was very fucking close and old school British stadium, the corners are open. Just wind, Just wind whipping out right around. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. <clears throat> and I would have probably died if it wasn't for the little ten-year-old English bloke yelling "cunt" every four minutes <laughs> in front of us, in front of his parents. That gave me life. It gave me warmth. Yelling, that. yelling at the fourteen Fleetwood Town fans that came yeah. down, the, like going into the middle yeah. of the stands and yeah. yelling at them, "Fuck, Fuck you, you cunts!" Yeah. <laughs> like. That was brilliant. And and that honestly, it was like we lit a fire in the stand. It was which great. Was, which was also funny because that stand was empty, and the other three quarters of the park full, packed, absolutely full. Packed. We were in the well, away end. And that there was just obviously no away fans, so they opened yeah. up most of the seats for home supporters should they turn up. Thank God for that, because we, we took a train ride down on a fucking blanket. Oh, <laughs> fucking... Oh, if we had gone down there and there was no tickets, we'd have been so bitter. <laughs> no, we'd have broke in. Oh, we, yeah. We'd just uh, we'd done have it. Been, we'd have been yeah. there. We'd have been, we'd, we'd have been Dean well, Smith hell, up a tree. We would have looked at one of the fucking guys at the game and just been like, we're Americans. We fucking took a train hey. down here for no good fucking reason to watch a game at fucking Fratton Park. And they would have just gone, yeah, go ahead. Well, <laughs> go ahead. They, and if they didn't, give me your fucking tickets. Yeah, going <laughs> in. I'd have fucking gone in on them. I wouldn't care. Juno Chop. Yeah, we're going Out in. of Austin Powers' ass. So, anywho, uh, Portsmouth was our League One side, but because we grew a friendship with Why'd our buddy. Why'd you look at me that? What? Our oh, buddy. No, I was just thinking, all you had to say is, we're American, and then, like, act like you're packing, and all that it implies, <laughs> and they wouldn't question you on it. Oh, yeah. So, I'm American, grandma dick. Yeah. And be like, he's got a gun! <laughs> Like, yes, my oh, wife doesn't think that. Unless we were yes. in West London and ran into a Millwall fan who would have gone, oh, you got a gun? <laughs> All right. Come get some. <laughs> what do they right say? What, what is it? Fuck you on Millwall. You know, it's funny. I think about there's a Colonel Mines episode mm -hmm. uh, with a Native American tracker that they employed uh, with the FBI, the BAU, to help on this case, on that show, right? And he said, you know, 21 feet. 21 feet mm -hmm. and one of the BAU guys was like fuck are you on about kind of you know comment and he goes if you have to draw a gun and I'm within 21 feet to you I have a better opportunity to take you down than you do to shoot me mm. 
<laughs> I'm not arguing anymore. And I with pretty that much thought that that's like a mantra for my life. Yeah. So if you talk shit and I'm like within, you know, 15 feet of you, like in my personal life, I probably have a pretty good fucking chance. I'll take those odds. I'll go for it. Now I have a bit of a fluff mechanism on top of my head and Could slow you down a little. I've lost a bit. Well, no. Yeah, blame you know, it on the hair. You know what you'll make up for that, Sam? Is that the other guy's going to be laughing at you about your fucking fluff <laughs> So you gained a few you say, seconds oh, It's fucking Bill Clinton over here. What's he doing? Yeah. Look at that fucking Backstreet this Boy. fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at Lance Bass. Anywho, we have changed Suck affiliations. The reason why we changed <laughs> affiliations is because we became friends with uh, Ben K, who was I never famously, stopped loving Portsmouth. Yeah, I, but now I do him. love Aki yeah. more. So we have become big fans of uh, Accrington Stanley, Aki for short, because a good good uh, buddy of ours, Ben K, was the uh, groundskeeper at Chorley FC, who uh, he famously stayed up for 24 hours trying to defrost his field in the FA Cup at Chorley. Well, that press got him a job at League One side Accrington. And we've well, been following it got him an FA Cup job. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, just a, a contract job at the FA Cup to come the help final. out. Yep. Uh, but then Aki was also looking for a new groundskeeper at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, all reports about Ben have been phenomenal, obviously, because he's a good lad, a good egg. And, um, and Aki hired him, and well done to them. He's a Wigan fan, which is weird, mm -hmm. to be honest, because Wigan is a big very successful rugby town um but he's a football guy he's from there and that's all well and good his wife seems like a lovely person uh from her social media presence and um ben said that all of our wives his included would all get on so we and just got to figure out basically when we're make that trip happen we'd be having a uh having a fire in the backyard right and uh they'd be out on the piss and we'd probably one of us would have to go rescue them. Definitely, yeah. definitely inviting Bay <laughs> and getting a golf cart for that night. Uh, that will be uh, the one rescuing would be Ben because he lives there and he will bring them all home, not you or I. Nah, I'm on it. I'm in. <laughs> I heard. I was, I'm pretty good at headbutting people. Excellent. Well, so anywho, the problem for uh, Aki is they are still on a slide. They lost to uh, Wednesday three to two at home. They now find the pitch themselves is too good. That's why they're sliding around. They find themselves now at 17th <laughs> place, unfortunately. Give me some love. And uh, they have two matches this week, Sam. First off, they play uh, Burton Albion on uh, on Wednesday, who Guns. they who they beat already this season, yeah. which is good. And then they play uh, at Lincoln City on Sunday as also well. Also, cunts. Um, what's going on with our boys at Batiste? They won. By a very healthy margin. And I just have to pull that up. 3-0. So actually. the reason why we uh, like Batiste is because apparently one of their players uh, celebrating his 40th birthday got really drunk and was During hungover. During preseason. Yeah. Was, was hungover. And we just went, well, this screams us. Well, they don't fuck around in Spain, right? If yeah. you're out, they tell you why you're out. And he was... Hungover. He that was, was like, just yeah. He missed yeah. the match because he was hungover. He was we're hungover. Like, yeah, this sounds like uh, us. We're in. Yep. Total dive. Also, Hector Bellerin. This is after we chose them. 
ended up getting loaned uh, to Real Batiste. Yep. Uh, and he saw red in this game on 67 minutes. That a boy, Hector. Doing well to get himself back into the freight at the old Arsenal. Uh, but they did win 3 0, uh, Real Batiste. And that actually leaves them in fifth. Good on you, Batiste. We need they mediocrity. Are, you gotta, you gotta lose a couple, man. We need you in tenth. That's how this rolls. Plus five goal differential, and they're only two points out of fourth <sighs> uh, to Atleti. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, Real Sociedad still in second place on twenty nine points. They did play a game more. Real Madrid still on top on thirty points, and Sevilla actually. Uh, in third on 28th with a plus 14 goal differential. Where's Barca so, now? Barca actually climbed to seventh with a plus five goal differential on 20 points. So for now, Batiste is safe. Uh, but if Barca, sorry, Barca's only played 13 games. Batiste is on 14. Mm-hmm. So they could crawl if they win that game <clears throat> in hand. They could crawl within a point. Uh, and they do have a, a, a touch Nope, not a touch. They're absolutely even on goal differential. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and do what the show's supposed to be about, which is actually talk about the uh, weekend's action in the Prem, Sammy. Uh, 55 minutes. You finally get to the point. Fantastic. Actually, I have to go, to be honest. Huh? See ya. (laughs) (laughs) We open the weekend's action with Arsenal. Facing Newcastle, will Eddie Howe be there for his managerial debut, or will it be from a hotel room again? No. If he is there, it'll be a debut. We're going to say it the way mm-hmm. it should be pronounced. <laughs> We're not doing the French thing here, okay? It'll be a debut. Uh, it's a debut because you weren't there for the first one, which was your debut. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Arsenal is going to win this game. Um, I saw a lot of positives against Liverpool. Uh, I saw a couple of young players making very bad mistakes. At the same time, um, very experienced, world-fucking-class players taking advantage of those mistakes. Right. So a 4-0 loss against Liverpool I don't think is actually a a real four nil, if you will. Right. Um, I, I think we gave them a lot of problems to begin with, and there's a lot of positives to take from that. I don't <laughs> think Newcastle are capable of handling that, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I tend to agree. I think that um, how will get Newcastle right? I think Newcastle will figure out a way to stay up. This isn't the game that they win, though, to get it started. No, correct. It's just not. Yeah. And yeah. and and I think that Arteta is going to have his boys hyper-focused to not slip up in this match. Uh, we only have three midday matches uh, for the Saturday, but it starts with the mother-daughter derby as Palace are hosting Villa. Well, you forgot the pseudo-son-in-law. Oh, Brejan. Brejan. The Brejan derby. Brejan versus Villa. Brejan Kazoo Darby. I am torn whether I tell my mother about this game or not. <laughs> oh, she'll be here. Because if we lose, I cannot deal. 
But if we win, her complaining, I also cannot deal. Yeah, because if they lose, she'll be like, oh, of course we lost again. Because she's only followed the club for a year. <laughs> and we'll just Well, but she also to- is just, Jan's a bit negative sometimes. <laughs> a bit. I love her to death. She did buy the Brighton t-shirt, though, and a DU football show t-shirt from the DU Drip Shack. Well, you don't say Jan's a little negative. I mean, not Brighton. <laughs> the palace. Palace, sorry. Now, I was thinking of the seagull. If um, you if you look at 538 there, which I see you have pulled up, because I, I can see your up. fucking television you have sitting in front of you. <laughs> well, how can you not? They can see it from the neighbor's house. <laughs> uh, 538, they use their sports power ranking index to a computer to try to, you know, personify the games. Personify. Uh, personify the games. Same. Oh, I'm sticking with it. Personify. They personify the games. They are giving Crystal Palace a 42% chance of winning. Aston Villa only has a 33% chance of willing, winning, according to them, and a 26% chance of the draw. So, so I picked or, this as a draw mm-hmm. in my bet this week, and I, I actually stand by that um, despite what the nerds say. Well, the nerds are and never right. Even though I'm sitting over here with fucking Marion and Webster, mm-hmm. because <laughs> neither one of you cunts could talk today. Well, Graham, I was about to say the following. I, I do agree a draw as well. I think it's going to be two to two, but you and I are from PG County. Where, You're goddamn huh? right. <laughs> where, where we speak, eh. <laughs> She's from Chuck County, Charles County, just Come south on, of us. How, how well do you think they do? Come on. <laughs> like, Well, it's hard to speak when you got three different teeth missing. Yeah? <laughs> you know. She mad as shit. Hey, Sam. <laughs> Don't worry. If it was six years ago, you'd have been dead already. You know, my cousin Sam? uncle would disagree with you on that. <laughs> Sammy, in Chuck County, they got a perfectly even row of teeth. Too bad the one, three, and five are missing. <laughs> That's a joke for the locals. <laughs> Next game. Next game, we have Liverpool welcoming Southampton, where Southampton thumped Liverpool at Anfield last year. Here's the, here's the big difference. Liverpool still dealing with injuries. Not dealing mm. with losses. No, not as many injuries, though, either, well, um, to be honest. Well, no, they, they have a lot of injuries. They're just not missing the tulip. Fair. Moment of silence for the Dutch tulip. Thank you. That However, is also still available in the DU <laughs> However, they are uh, still a bit helter-skelter at the back from time to time. Of course. Which is, I think, personally, that somebody... I heard commentating on, on on the game, so I had to listen to everything on the radio um, while I was driving around this right. weekend. Um, couldn't really figure out why. I honestly, I I believe that with every individual's injury over the last two seasons mm-hmm. has been kind of, you know, kind of climate. Uh, cl- uh, Coming to a head right now is probably a better way to say it. I was right. going to say climatizing. I don't think that's the right word, is it? No, we can personify our not chances at all. if you get the word right, though. Yeah, it, that's not <laughs> it. Yeah, but the difference is I noticed it before I said it out loud. So when... <laughs> and that's what you lack, the confidence to just barrel on ahead. <laughs> so what, what I think 
is the problem is this back line hasn't really <laughs> been able to play together as a whole for about 18 months. Right. Somebody is out. Right. It was somebody going to get a hurt a real bad. Oh, I I think <laughs> Liverpool win this going away and I think they win it good. Oh, I don't big, think it's a problem. Big. No. I I think this might be a 5 or 6 nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a problem. I'm talking about prior when Southampton won or you know whatever. I think that part of those problems were Liverpool were not able to dress the same four for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And they had various people just kind of filling in at various positions. You don't have that really now, to be honest. Matip has been fit for most of the season. Van Dyke has been fit for most of the season. They do give up the odd chance because of those kind of lack in continuity over the last 18 months. But they are much better than Southampton. Yeah, We are better than Southampton, and you saw what they did to us. Right. <laughs> They will put a walloping on Southampton. Yeah. Not exactly. a problem. Liverpool dominates. So, Mel, the important thing to understand is that um, he has a lot of confidence in what he says. Uh-huh. But he also has a lot of confidence in that head of hair, too. So, uh-huh. let's, just, let's just go ahead and weigh our balance when we talk about his confidence. That's for damn sure. Uh, the last of the midday Sorry, matches, I couldn't hear what you said. Your forehead's too bright. Yeah. Last of the midday matches has Wolves, who are red hot. Bold cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Heading to Norwich, who are now searching for three in a row. I think this is Wolves easily. I think it is as well. I think the, the new manager bump is only a bump and not yeah. a you know a proper rise. Norwich um, is not good enough to stay up in this league. No. And it doesn't matter what Dean Smith does. Well, that being said, Brighton are on a bit of a tear yeah. <laughs> uh, of late. Um, getting themselves dragged into it. Uh, Leeds are very unfortunate with injuries, getting themselves dragged into it. Watford have already dragged themselves out of it if they can stay fit um, yeah, and, and stay on side. Southampton's it's... still around, and they're obviously not opposed to a 9-0. Yeah? The only and thing that's hurt... I got it in. Kenny, fuck you. The only thing that the, really the point... hurts both Norwich and and Newcastle and to a lesser extent Burnley is that they've already put themselves so far behind by not getting wins. I know. And you look at Brentford in that same category. How many games have they drawn right. that you thought we would have you know, they would have won? We've we've said that. Yeah. Brentford's down in that muck already, but they've got enough points where it's just like I think this could be the most exciting Premier League season since we started doing a show. Oh god. Yeah, three, four teams, maybe four, probably just three, uh, challenging for the Premier League title. And then you've got maybe potentially literally six teams competing yep. to stay up. Yeah. This could be and then, very exciting come come April, May. And then the middle, like I said, four and five, I think we're I feel pretty confident in saying it's gonna be West Ham Arsenal in four and five. And maybe, maybe Man U sneaks their way in. But seventh to thirteenth, all those teams, the the Everton, Leicester, Wolves, um, fucking Tottenham, Palace, but they they're all like it's gonna switch around a lot. Like, don't be like again for the two hundredth time I will sell it again I will say it again, a good team will be in thirteenth place this year. 
and they will be one point from sixth. That's what this league is, which for us, it's awesome. It's just, it's awesome to watch. Well, it makes y'all listen to a lot of really long shows. Yeah, exactly. So let's go ahead and talk about the primetime match, which is Brighton hosting Leeds. This right. is actually going to be a fun match to no, watch. It's going to be a great match to watch. I think Brighton wins because I don't think Leeds have the parts to do it. Yeah. Honestly. I'm I don't I'm, think Leeds Leeds has the the scoring options available that they can get it done. I think Leeds are good enough to stay up. I don't think Leeds are going to keep Bielsa after this season. And then the big question is what does Leeds do post Bielsa? Well, but also the, to to kind of counteract that, I and I know I'm opposed to Mel, who watches Villa much closer than I do, but I don't really think it was Dean Smith's fault <clears throat> that Villa were floundering. Right there, there were some very unfortunate injuries to both Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings. You had the, the Douglas Louise situation, mm-hmm. which is always difficult. You had the the kind of maybe chip on his shoulder, I guess, Tyrone Mings when he came back from the Euros. Um, I, I don't know that that was necessarily the case. He's always come off as a very humble guy, but he had a terrible start to the season after a very promising Euros performance. Mm-hmm. So you think that maybe the ego or the, you know, kind of chip on the shoulders right, you walk so back into the dressing How do we tie this room. in the leads, killer? What I'm saying is, is that Marcelo Bielsa is dealing with the same situation in terms of injuries that Villa dealt with early on in the season. Leeds board has seen it fit to stick with Marcelo Bielsa. Villa's board saw it to... My concern isn't Leeds bored. My concern is Bielsa. Bielsa gets bored. Bielsa may just go, by eh. the board? This is a very weird conundrum of language <laughs> that I don't know that I like to find myself I, in. I just, I <laughs> feel like Bielsa is the type that goes, all right, done what I can do. Fuck off. Bye. Because <laughs> remember, he's a one-year contract guy. So well, he might just be, be like, yeah. at the end of this season, but, but it he seems, just... It seems like he actually cares. You know what I heard? He might just be like, eh, fuck it. You guys stayed up another year. I did my shit. New dealer. Bye. You know what else I heard about Bielsa? And this may or may not be true. This was on Twitter from some random guy. Bielsa loves a Bavril. A Bavril uh-huh. tea. Yeah? Yeah. He's all in. It's going to keep him there, huh? That's yeah. it. A fucking T. Yeah. I mean, he walks around looking at the ground, sits on stools, drinks tea during a game, and branded cups from the other team. So Sunday gives us four early <laughs> matches. It's all and, about the uh, bravo. We start <laughs> with Spurs heading to Burnley. Um, as well as Burnley has been playing as of late, like kind of being scrappy and keeping in it. I think Conte's got his fingers in the Spurs. Well, it's uh, that's problematic. You should probably retract that statement. The, <laughs> the um, get his fingers in. Never mind. His it's all right. Don't worry about holding Spurs. You, listen, manipulating I, I them. get it. You you didn't do it in the sixties. It's fine. Fuck off. The um, I worry about their trip in the Conference League on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, because I think it may affect Conte's plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Sunday, at the same time, it really that's all about injury. 
Uh, at the same time, in the conference league, you're probably going to somewhere where you're miles and miles and miles and miles ahead of whoever you're playing. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is prepare for Sunday and just do that plan on Thursday as a practice run, and you'll probably win 8 nil. Right. <laughs> if you really, like, went after it, right? So I think you see the Spurs starters start this game. I think on 35 minutes, 4-0 up on Thursday, you see Harry Kane come out. You see a couple people get subbed off, right? And then on Sunday, everyone's rested, and they've had, like, you know, 20 minutes in the actual system. And then uh, Sunday they win, and I'm with you on that uh, on that regard. Um, uh, next up, Ranieri makes his return to the King Power as the Watford manager to face the Foxes. I don't know. I don't know. I tend to agree. Like I don't know because Leicester, Leicester is a like better shit. team. Yeah. Leicester's the better side, but man for man, yes. But Leicester's not playing well. Garbage and. This is the kind of match that Ranieri will have his boys up for. Hey, by the way, won the fucking league with these guys. 5,000 to fucking one. They fired me. I'm back now. And by Let's the way, you do just this. beat Manchester fucking United. Yeah. So you can do it. You can win this. Now, this at the same time, match. this could be a 3-0 Jamie Vardy fucking hat trick where he goes after the first goal and hugs Ranieri. Right. On the second goal, offers his him boot to shine. <laughs> On the third goal, just pulls his actual cock out <laughs> and goes. slaps him glasses <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? I don't know what to make of this match. I really don't. And we... We said it on the main show about Claudio Ranieri and this Watford side, right? They Those players are meh. You could get world-beating bullshit. Right. Or you could get fucking League One performances. Yeah. It's it's going to be kind of a toss-up. The, the point is, with Ranieri's tenure, is that you see these players kind of trying to grasp his ideas and trying to implement them. And they are, right? Mm. So it's going to be difficult for Lester, especially in the state they're in at the moment. Can they draw confidence from, oh, this is Watford. Got it. Can they get confidence from that? I don't know. Right. Because they've been so rank over the last month. How do they do it? Right. Exactly. How do they do it? Exactly. Now, uh, next match going into it is Brentford. Desperate need of a win because they've lost in their last six. They've lost five and they got the draw against Newcastle, which honestly going up 3-2 are feeling probably a little hard done. But they welcome a beleaguered Everton who has legitimately nobody to score goals. This has Everton one no all over it, in my opinion. Yep. This this is Rafa Benitez targeting games as he did as Newcastle manager going, we can do this. Are you, is there something wrong? Well, I'm just saying 538 has Brentford winning with a 41% chance. Okay. No, Fair enough. They don't. And, They're and, not. And Sam, I completely agree with you because I find this is the situation where <clears throat> looking at his next four matches, he has Brentford, Arsenal, 
Liverpool. Well, I actually Brentford, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah. He knows in those other three matches between Arsenal, Liverpool, and Chelsea, he just needs to get one draw. He can lose two of them, get one draw. This is the win. And he knows right now this is the game he has to win. And for no good reason, they have nobody who can score a goal, Rondon's going to give him a goal. Like it's just gonna be something random, yeah. and and this is this is exactly but the it, game that it, I think Everton so, wins. It's somebody with experience, yeah. right? It's Solomon Ronda who's been in the league, yeah, who knows the league, who knows what's going on, well, who has somebody that now can deliver crosses when he did occasionally score goals for Newcastle and um, Brentford. He had Ayosi uh, Perez yeah. who could deliver a cross. Now you know he's got Andrews Townsend right. or. Lookman or no Lookman's not with the club anymore. They're studs. Oh, Leicester. I'm sorry. Wrong blue team. I'm sorry. Gray's gone and uh, Gray's injured. Wrong blue club. I apologize. It's it's you know there there are people. Luca Digne, Mm -hmm. Seamus Coleman. There's people that can deliver a cross. It's Salomon Rondon can finish them. Right. He's just you know not super consistent, and and Brentford are in a way at the moment. Well, Frank isn't going to change his his attack plan. He's going to keep being what he is. Yeah, but and he, this sh- is exactly, he shouldn't. But but when Thomas Frank isn't going to change his game plan, this is exactly what Rafa lives off of. Correct. He's like, oh, I know exactly what you're going to do. Correct. And I'm going to be fully prepared for it. Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, it's an it's the, an ugly one nothing win that we go. We shouldn't have won it. I don't know why we won it, but we won. Thank God we won. That's and at, exactly what it's going to be. As you say, quickly, it is Salomon Rondon, Alex Awobi, uh, Tom Davies. It's which cunt is going to step up and find and the goal, get the one goal right. that's going to win yeah. this game, the one yeah. goal. Yeah. And if not, if they don't, if they decide that they're <laughs> not on for it that day, it's a nil-nil draw. Yeah, because the defense isn't going to let them in. Nah. No matter what they do, no matter what Brentford is, no matter how much assaulting Brentford is, Rafa's team's going to be ready for it. That's Correct. what Rafa coaches. Final match of the early games has a City um, at home to West Ham. This is interesting. <clears throat> I think this is one of the watches of the weekend. Yeah. Because it, it, I mean, this is going to be a great match. West Ham should have won the game that they lost last weekend. Yeah. Um, they're now going to a team that dominated after sputtering prior mm-hmm. to the international break. And when Moyes was with Everton, you know what he did a lot of? Beating City. At City. Yeah. <laughs> At um, City a lot. Th- there's... There's a lot to be excited about in this game, and I think this is, again, like I said, one of the watches of the weekend. I think City ultimately wins 2-1, in my opinion. If my team wasn't playing at the same time, this is the match I'd be watching. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm watching this one start to finish in my garage, no problem. Excellent. Yeah, I, I expect City to win. I would not be surprised by a draw. Oh, wait, this is Sunday? Yeah. I'm out working. Oh, I watch it on my iPad. <laughs> the While final match, the final match on paper, sounds great. But are we really excited about it? Man, you 
head to the bridge to face Chelsea. Michael Carrick thinks he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I know what he's doing. It's going to be bad. Somebody got to get a hurt a real bad. Um, interesting. If Romelu Lukaku is fit again, which he is expected to this weekend, he was expected to be fit on the 24th of November. Oh, and he is going to want The 24th score. of November is lodged as a Champions League day. Yeah. Yeah. So I get he'll probably do about 12 minutes, mm-hmm. 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes tops. Prove his fitness, and he'll come back, and he'll make uh, a Harry Maguire list full mm-hmm. of Manchester United's back line. Well, and Varane's still hurt, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... It's going to be buying Lindelof. It'll be absolute trash. And, and... and Bruno Fernandes is going to volley a fucking throw-in into his own box for no reason... It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be brilliant, and Rom's going to get three goals, and I'm going to get back to winning ways in fantasy. And Rom likes to hold a grudge, too. Yeah. And this is probably his biggest biggest grudge. grudge. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of a grudge with Everton, but it wasn't much of a grudge. No, because y'all gave him his chance, right? Y'all gave him his chance. He tried to actually sign him, and Chelsea said no, right? So well, we did finally sign him from Chelsea, but then he wanted to go to a bigger club, and we we did everything we could, but he wasn't thoroughly disrespectful to us. He wants to disrespect Man United. He yeah, wants to. No, for sure. He I'm with he him. rubs me as the type that'll like run to the 100%. fucking away fans and 100%. kiss that fucking badge 100%. and look those fucking Man U fans right in the face and be like. Oh yeah, I'm fat. I'm horrible. I'm the worst ever. Fuck you. I I do want to quickly recall something mm-hmm. from the uh, uh, DU closed uh, group, Drunken United FC, which you should all find on Facebook because we have very very funny shit <coughs> that pops up in that group, <coughs> and um, it is about like scoring worldies. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, here it is. Uh, I don't know how some footballers are so chilled out when they score a screamer. Jogging about. Making love hearts with their hands in that. (laughs) The adrenaline would go straight to my head. Shorts down, cock out. Balls slapping off of the face of a fan's head as I leapfrog into the stands. (laughs) How could you not, right? (laughs) It's just like, yep. Fucking helicopter, bitch. <laughs> you just run right in the forehead. You're nuts. Slap the guy in the front. This 70-year-old man who's waited his whole life to sit in the front row and your fucking balls slap off his face. That'd be absolutely fantastic. All righty. Mel, you ready to cue us out? And uh, Sam, Wait, no. you got some parting words there? Yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have the actual situation at Welcome to Rockville. Mm-hmm. And that was the Brass Against lead singer, mm-hmm. Sophia Urista, uh decided to take a fan on stage uh, uh, in that situation um, and piss on his face. She did announce it before she did it, and she did stick true to her word. Mm-hmm. Brass Against released a statement on their official Twitter that said, we apologize for what happened. 
Uh, Sophia got carried away. Fam was into it, though. That is not he what our band is about. He gargled. And we look forward to seeing you at future shows. He asked for it. She gave it. He gargled. I don't know that he asked for it. He did spit it at the crowd, though, so maybe that's where somebody uh, got upset. But then one, one of the articles I read, him. one of the articles I read said Triple H style. <laughs> spit it at the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Like, that. he said, yeah. you know, it, it was. I mean, if she said she was going to do it and you volunteered to come on stage, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, somebody else, of course, is, ruins everything. Uh. And the crowd uh, complained about the incident. And um, the fact that he did spit it out did cause a problem. Yeah. Because I mean, everybody else is now involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it, it's a very strange situation. They're not known for that. They're more kind of a wholesome group um, in general. At least I got no problem with it. No problem with it. Oh, he, no, I'm fine with it, too. You went to a fucking rock concert. What do you expect to happen? Rock shit happens at a fucking rock concert. Not really rock. <clears throat> it, I mean, no, never mind. i say that. I mean, it's a lot of brass. Is this brass against, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. It is. It's brass versions of Rage Against the Machine songs. And they have since evolved into other... Not genres, but other bands, I guess, as covers... And now with Sophia. But I looked it up on YouTube. She fully dropped trow, right? Right. And took a piss on this dude's face. I mean, you know how they say there's like, if a plane crash happens, there's like seven failures that happen to get to that point? Right. Right? She had to... Not pee before the show. Right. <laughs> like, she had to have to go that bad. Right? Then he had to say yes. She had to ask for it. There, Like, there was multiple issues. But she dropped about a gallon on that dude's face. <laughs> Again, rock bands doing rock band shit. The last time I checked, the butthole surfers... <laughs> There was a woman. I know this. Who toured with the band for an entire year, who sat naked on the stage and had like beers poured on her as the lead singer at the end of the show would fuck her on stage. She never said a word, and after the tour was over, left. Like, good. Like, Rock stars do rock star shit. <laughs> it's what happens. Def Leppard used to go underneath the stage during their shows and fuck girls while the guitar soloist was doing a fucking guitar solo. <laughs> like, rock stars do rock star shit. 
Well, I, if that's I, what I, that girl wants to do, and he wants to take it. It just does seem out of character like, for the band, though. It seems very out of character for the band. What I would say is check with your bandmates before you do this. Because they all are like, if you look at the videos, if you watch Brass Against, most of the bands are like dads, right? They're all just kind of older dudes playing their instruments. And she's like young and fit and hot. And Uh that's all great. And it like on the Twitter, I have nothing really to go on because I don't know her, right? right? They say like, oh, she got carried away. Well, is she just like a young rocker, right? Is that what it is? And they're just like old dudes and they don't get it? It's like, what is the, I don't know what the disconnect is, but this is not the general consensus of what this band is. And it's just very funny. The whole thing is very funny. Is that, I'm not mad at her. At all. I'm not mad at her at all. She's a rock star doing rock star shit. I'm not mad at the crowd. I'm not mad at the band. I'm not mad at anyone in this situation. But she, like, dropped trow and fucking unloaded on this dude's face like it was a monsoon. It's, it's, It's pretty brilliant. It's on YouTube. It is blurred a bit. But you see the stream. It's fun. It's fun. Just, it's fun. Only thing that matters. Let's see if she does it. Fuck you. I want to let you tell me. Mr. Houston used to uh, go to soccer matches. Fuck you. I want to let you tell me. Driving perfectly. So this part right here would end as he pulled into the parking lot. Mrs. Houston has been involved in it when we drive right up as this as this part ends. She ruined three pair of jeans. <laughs> Boys and girls, have a lovely night. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Motherfucker. I stopped at the gas station to buy some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Ended up buying some beer. Moral of the story, I like titties.